Welcome back to Eat the Damn Cake. I'm Carly and this is Maddie and we are so excited to welcome Connor and Mike, the co-owners, co-founders, creators of Waterboy on today. So please welcome Connor and Mike on to the podcast. Woo! Yeah, we're excited to be here. <laughs> the cake, though. We didn't bring any cake. Oh, my. We have in the past before. I know we, we didn't tell you that you were supposed to be eating cake while you were on it. Eat the damn cake. It's all about, uh, in case you were wondering, our podcast is all about, like, balance in the health and wellness industry. It's like you don't have to go all freaking in on, like, something to just be considered part of the fitness industry. Like, life is too short. It's all about balance. Yeah, we're we're all about that. I love yeah. that. I mean, yeah, water boy, work hard, play hard, and hydrate while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. So we preface, we talked about you guys last week on our last episode a little bit to get you know the hype going. Um, actually, we work for a media company, and one of the DJs here loves Water Boy, and he uses it every time he plays because it keeps the hangover away. But it is a hydration stick for sports recovery, for post-night out recovery, post-hangover recovery. But also, I don't know. I know my description is probably not as good as what you guys could do. So if you want to give like a little bit of a elevator pitch. Yeah. Give us your elevator pitch. Well, you you did did mention we have uh, you did mention for working out and for going out, et cetera. And we so technically we have different products for that the whole premise of our product was most hydrations on the market make one general skew they market it across all these different categories and can you do a better job if you make it specific to when someone needs it so to us is when do some when does someone really need to hydrate well sometimes after a night out or a weekend uh, maybe after a workout and maybe daily right. so the we take is how do we keep hydration clean and add function to it. So we have a product that's made for a weekend recovery, another one that's made for athletic recovery. Um, so we make different products for different things. Uh, in the weekend recovery one, just to give you a comparison, we added a lot more electrolytes than most competitors, and then we added other things to help uh, symptoms that you would feel after a night out. So things like ginger to help with nausea, alfani oh. to help you relax, vitamins for fatigue. Um, and then in the sports one, we added glutamine for recovery. Love it. That's awesome. They're both really good. And then they're too. both low in, they're sh- low in sugar, which is like the main. I guess they both have uh, no sugar. Yeah, neither neither no, of them no have sugar. sugar at all. Okay, right. love that. I mean, I know we're all about eating the damn cake, but like, hey, if you don't need the extra sugar. I mean, if you're hungover, the last thing you need is uh, more sugar. sugar. True. Plus, too, it's like it's not really necessarily a war on sugar. Like, oh, my God. Like, yes, sugar is maybe not not ideal, but why put it in your healthy recovery drink when you can have it in other instances in your life that are more fun, right? So maybe I'd rather have sugar from chocolate, not necessarily from my hydration powder. Um, totally. hundred percent. I love that outlook on it. And that um, definitely aligns with everything that I think. I, I don't want any added sugar. I am a sugar addict. So let me just say, first of all, I am the biggest love <laughs> lover of sugar, but I definitely don't need it in products like that, that I will use every day and rely on for rehydrating. So that I love that outlook on it. Um, let's talk about where you're from <laughs> because we tried to guess <laughs> and we still don't know that I, and to anyone who's listening now, we spent the last like 15 minutes trying to guess where each of them are from. I am going to lock in my answers and say, Connor, you're from Oklahoma. And, uh, <laughs> and I don't Mike, know if he gives Oklahoma energy. And Mike, you're from 
Washington. So think think global for Mike. Yeah. Global. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And then and we'll, we'll give you one more guess. Okay, I'll go now. Okay. <laughs> Mike's from Germany. Okay. <laughs> I need to know what I your background know. is. And then Connor's not giving me Oklahoma energy. No, he doesn't. You're I just said all. it. <laughs> You're giving me Minnesota energy. Oh, okay. Oh, I'll, I'll take that. Missouri? <laughs> For me? Yeah. No. Indiana. I don't know any more states. It's almost impressive how many guesses you've had that are incorrect. It's still gone it wrong. <laughs> okay. Just tell us. I I am from Michigan. Damn it. I was going to say that. I knew it was an M. I knew it was an M. Minnesota, Illinois, and Ohio. You, you, you were up there. It's right there. Michigan. I've actually been to Michigan more times than I can. I've been like five times to Detroit. Re- oh, re- nice. I I, you should see some other spots the state too <laughs> that's what i've heard i've heard <laughs> I was like i love detroit Detroit is good but it's it's beautiful in other areas that's what i've heard the the great lakes yes is, is exactly detroit slander no 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 detroit slander at all detroit is great i grew up like 30 minutes from detroit we need but... the people of detroit coming after connor <laughs> i know they're gonna be like oh you you heard of connor yeah he's from michigan what a disappointment <laughs> Um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, I did when I went to visit Detroit. So I went multiple times because one of my best friends was working at the MGM there. And I tried to convince her to go to eight mile just to check it out, like for shits and gigs. And she wasn't really down. She was like, let's not do that. So What's eight mile? <laughs> that's like the really dangerous street in Detroit. It's oh. like where Eminem grew up. Right? I was like, that's. I think, yeah. 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 <laughs> Where are you from? Yeah, so I actually yeah. am from I am from uh, Berlin, Germany. So you got you got it right. Am I serious? Are you serious? No, I'm uh, I'm from Albania. Oh, I was wondering <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> Albania. So did you grow up there? I did. I moved to the U.S. in middle school. Okay. Oh my gosh, how was that transition? Uh. Uh, a very confusing time, you know, for probably a middle schooler. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember like even simple things now. It's funny to think back because when you don't know expressions, like people, I remember the first time I heard what's up and, and just like legit looking up. And <laughs> and uh, so there, there's a bit of a transition period. I mean, it's a very confusing time. And then also the way we moved is my parents never told me, hey, we're moving permanently. In Europe, it's common for families to go on vacation for a couple of months in the summer. So I thought we're in the U.S. for an extended vacation. And I would ask, like, hey, are we going back? They're like, a little bit longer, a little bit longer. And eventually I stopped asking. I don't know why. Um, so really, just... if you want to get your kids to move somewhere, probably just trim them into it, I think, is, <laughs> is, is the, route I, I, the route I would take. But, yeah, then eventually I enrolled in school and started learning English because I didn't know any English. Wow. And then if you don't know English, Albanian doesn't really get you far in middle school in the U.S. Um, I was going to say, that's probably a hard language barrier. Yeah, but I mean, you, you you learn it much faster that way when you have to learn it. Otherwise, the other option is you just have no friends or, you, you know. <laughs> it seems like you adjusted well. <laughs> so where did you move? Where was the, the state that you moved to? Um, we moved to Houston, Texas. Okay. okay. So you're, you're a Texas, well, not born and raised, but you're a Texas implant and have been there ever since. Yeah, more or less. Awesome. Amazing. And then how did you two meet? Um, there, I mean, yeah, we, we, we tell the story a lot. I I guess there was a girl that we were both, um, kind of like romantically interested in at the time. Interesting. Was she two-timing you? At different timelines too. We should probably. I, 
I guess that's been like up in the air and like the exact timelines. I don't know. There might have been some overlap, but oh my god, <laughs> connected the two of us and thought that we would like hit it off because Mike had this idea initially, yeah, and was kind of like looking for someone to do it with him, and so she connected oh. us to, to meet. And then I say this every time, but it didn't work out with her. It worked out with the two of us. So <laughs> cute. Oh, a little bromance <laughs> instead of a romance. Waterboy love story. I love it. Well, and I mean, now you have a product love child, so it's perfect. Yeah. Baby raindrop, uh-huh. you know, that guy right there. Okay. So now that we kind of know your backstory of at least where you're from, <laughs> do you guys want to talk about, you know, where either of you did, if either of you went to college what you guys studied there if you did go to college if you didn't great that's fine but um where did your passion for this come in so growing up i all my older siblings did finance out of college and so when i went to college i went to smu down in um dallas and studied finance there and so out of college i worked at goldman sachs for like almost two years and how was that was that a lot it it was i I remember like the first six months of the job i was like i'm gonna work so hard be the first one and last one to leave gonna like become the youngest person to be managing director and ever you know i'm gonna be managing director in like two years a lot of people have that mindset when they start there and then you realize pretty quickly like wow this kind of sucks yeah yeah that's what Uh, i've heard yeah and i realized that pretty quick and then I think even before I started there, I knew that I didn't necessarily want to do that my okay. whole life. I wanted to start my own thing at some point. Um, and then the group I was working in at Goldman, we would like invest in all of these companies with these like these startups and these founders are making like 50 to 100 million dollars when we invest in it. And it's like, why mm-hmm. am I the one doing that? I want to yeah. be the founder you know yeah honestly just one day i walked into work and quit because i was just kind of over it wow Uh, then it just happened that two weeks later a friend from home had nominated me to be on the bachelorette because it was a joke when we were younger if i was 24 and single that they would do that wow they followed through i was like okay i mean i just quit my job so like this is kind of perfect timing And one thing led to another and actually ended up going on the show. So I did that, made it pretty far. Whose season was Uh, it? Why can't I not? uh, Hannah Brown. Oh, Hannah B. Hannah B. Alabama Hannah. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Yep. Yep. And then I went on Bachelor in Paradise um, after that. And oh God, then, I, I did not know that, Connor. Sorry, I did not follow your journey much. Yeah, no, you're you're good. You're I'm good. so sorry. Usually a yeah, fan. <laughs> yep. And then um, after those shows, it was like, all right, do I want to fall into this like influencer world that all of these people do, or do I want to do what I wanted to do before, which right. is start a business? So I started a gummy vitamin business that I did for like a year and a half. Ooh. And I sold that in December of 2020, which is around the same time that I met Mike. And I guess like for me, I'd always been really interested in starting my own thing and especially like the health and wellness space. Love and it. then I think obviously like hydration is a huge market huge. and really interesting. But I think within the health and wellness space, all of these companies, their vibe and energy on social media is this very like aesthetically pleasing like type content and yeah. it, it, I, I love that because i feel like it 
like this relates well to this podcast and like how our brand is, but we don't take ourselves too seriously necessarily and like, like have fun and all of that. And I felt like there was a huge space within like a health and wellness brand to create more of like a funny persona versus all of these like pre-workout fitness companies oh my that God, yeah. in your face very hardcore. And I, that's kind of like the stance we've taken since day one. And it's been been really fun to to work on it. I love that. I think that's so awesome because I don't know if you both know Gwyneth Paltrow and her mm-hmm. her health and wellness. I think it gooch. Carly <laughs> called it pooch last week. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> but like, it's true. It almost makes you feel like you have to fit into this perfect box of what health and wellness looks like. And realizing there isn't really anything like that. That's that doesn't exist. That perfect person doesn't exist. And also why not be real and be fun and have a good time doing it. And you can do both. There's not, you don't have to choose one or the other. Yeah. And I, I love that stance on it. And I do agree. Like I, you know, all of Waterboy's socials, it, it just has it's this fun. realness, this rawness, and it shows that you don't have to take yourself too seriously and you can still be healthy and you can still care about wellness without losing yourself along the way. It's like, it's authentic because it's not like the clean girl aesthetic TikTok. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> on you, TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Everyone has that. It's boring now. I'm the messy girl. It's okay. I'll, I'll own up to it. I'll never be the, not, not one day looks the same. <laughs> yeah. People, people love messy though. Cause it's relatable. I think all of that, like aesthetically pleasing content has just become very unrelatable for a lot of people. Yeah. And especially oh, yeah. TikTok now there's just like so much more organic content of people's actual everyday lives and it's just like a lot more relatable and we really leaned into that a lot from from day one absolutely i love that um all right mike what about you school background Tell life us. I, I mean i, I <clears throat> well i don't know what happened there That's <laughs> i had a similar background with finance uh so I, yeah i grew up in albania albania is a, a weird country in which i think i think a lot of people lean into entrepreneurship just because you don't have a lot of opportunity there i want to say like unemployment rate used to at least be around 20 25 percent wow so i feel like i was always interested in business when i was young like i would sell bike parts when i was like eight when i moved to middle school i had like maybe a little bit unethical but when i was in middle school i had i organized like fake lollipop fundraiser which i would have my friends sell lollipop <laughs> um, and, <laughs> I think what gave me a chip on my shoulder for entrepreneurship is when I was 15, I had a best friend. He started working at the sandwich shop next door. He would just bust tables. And I was like, I want to make my own money. I don't want to ask my parents for anything. So I applied, did not get an interview. And oh. I remember being like, oh, I have like good grades. What I thought was like a good resume. When I didn't get that, I was like, you know what? I have to still figure out another way to make money. So I started sourcing like items from Alibaba in China and I would sell them on eBay. Wow. And I was like friends at school. Like they would come over. I had a, a catalog, which they would pick items and then I'd pre-order and then sell it to them. So I was exposed a little bit through that. Like in college, I created like a, this dates me a little, a little bit, but it was before Facebook marketplace. I created like a classified, like a better Craigslist at UT. So students can buy and sell books within each other. Wow. Uh, rather than sell it online. What? And then I, I mistook all of that interest in entrepreneurship as in, oh, I really like business. Mm-hmm. And I remember I would look up like, okay, UT has a good business school. What jobs in business make you the most money? And then it was, Finance. okay, <laughs> you have to go like more or less the investment banking route for a couple of years and then either go to a hedge fund or go to private equity. Right. I did that. 
with understanding, I started working in investment banking being like, okay, I know what my career trajectory looks like. It's very safe. It's rewarding work. It's like five of us selling a company that's a billion plus dollars. I'm hanging out with the CEO right. being around. It's like really cool. And I realized as I was doing that, the money did not provide any additional happiness in my life. I looked at everyone above me and they looked overworked and like their aging was just on an accelerated timeline. Mm-hmm. Like 35 year olds looked like they were 50 and miserable. So to me, it was okay. Well, if I aspire to be like this MD or this partner and I'm looking at their life and they're answering my emails at 1 a.m., like yeah. why do I really want to do that? And on the other end, I'm meeting founders of companies that I, I love their life a lot more. So similar to Connor, one day I decided to quit. I was going to start an app with two of my friends um, where we were going to create a marketplace to create and share workouts. So I walked in. I was like, hey, don't want to do this anymore. And pretty much put my two weeks in. They're like, okay, well, we'll give you till this till Friday work to wrap up your projects. I was like, sure. And then the MD was like, well, if you want, you can leave today. I was like, even better. Like, Peace somehow. <laughs> Within like an hour, because you're around sensitive information. So they also don't necessarily want you hanging out, like oh. maybe the deal files, et cetera. So I was like, fine. I was like, I could leave right now. Yeah, I that's so good with leaving. I like drove to my apartment. All I did was throw my mattress in my truck. And my friends had an extra room in their house. It was not even a real room. It was a loft. I was like, I threw my mattress and I was so eager to leave Houston. Posted up, threw it in Austin. It was raining. My mattress had gotten rained on. I was like, I, I really don't give a shit. So I just slept on a wet mattress. I was so excited and happy and I felt free. The golden handcuffs were like broken wow, off. that's so cool. Did that. Yeah, like did that for a year, then pivoted to my own thing where I would make apps for fitness influencers. Uh, did that a little over four and a half years. Why, do you wanna, hired you? why didn't you make one for us? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then ended up selling it coincidentally like two weeks before COVID really popped off. Um, had six, seven months to decompress, think what I wanted to do next. I'd had the idea for a water boy for a couple of years, just out of personal use of whenever I'm drinking these powders, it's for a night out. I'm looking at reviews. A lot of them are for that. Can I do a better job at that? And then not only on the product end, but also as Connor mentioned on the, on the branding end, like all these, a lot of these products are designed to be taken around instances in your life when you're having fun, but none of the companies are fun and that they're all saying they have the cleanest ingredients that they, they're so science driven that they have the best. And at the end of the day, then you're just competing on like rising CPM costs on meta. If you're just all claiming to do the exact same thing. Yeah. So to us, how can we carve out and like, and it's, it's still a really hard balance of how can we communicate that we take our product very seriously, but we just don't take ourselves or our marketing as a whole very seriously. So we're still, I think, trying to find that fine line in there, but yeah, it's been, a, it's been a great journey so far. So what does the process look like when you decide, like you, you guys sit down together and you're like, all right, this is the product we're starting. This is what we're doing. Are you at home with test tubes, like doing chemistry projects or are you reaching out? to like, <laughs> Cause that's what I picture. I picture you like sitting down in your kitchen and being like, all right, let's grab some salt. Let's grab some magnesium. Let's do this. <laughs> We have a we actually have a funny story with that. Uh, fortunately, we're working with people that are far more experienced than us to develop the product. It's more so of <laughs> it's more so like what problems are we trying to solve and what do we want to get out of our product? And then working backwards of okay, what ingredients need to be added that work there and they have clinical studies that prove that they work in these varying doses. 
the time we tried to do that ourselves was more so for flavor because we're like, okay, how hard can it be to come up with another flavor? Right. Uh, because it's taking a long time to iterate on flavors. And at mm-hmm. the time we all ginger. So we're like, oh, we'd love to have like watermelon or strawberry. So we ordered, we knew what our base formula is. So as long as we weigh it out appropriately, we ordered flavoring ingredients yeah. and we could just like whip them up ourselves. So we got these like micro scales and, <laughs> and these flavors honestly sucked ass. Like we, we tried to make them and they were fucking terrible. I was like, I, I was like, okay, it's a little bit more complicated. Like fortunately, Connor and I are not the chemists. We, yeah. we have a lot of oversight on product, the quality, the ingredients. We're more of the marketing and there's other people that right. do that sort of things. I love that. I mean, <laughs> I, I really do commend you for trying because I know. I, we probably would have gone in with the same confidence. Be like, we can do that. It's like not that hard. You're a doer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, when you create a product and like you, you both already had successful like businesses in the past that you had already sold, you're like, why wouldn't I be able to do this? Why not? I'll give it a stab. Well, because with a lot of things, these things too with supplements, right? Sometimes it's like, okay, I'm following a batching sheet. I'm have to weigh out everything appropriately and mix it together. I'm not like baking cookies to where yeah, sometimes (laughs) a little bit more. A science is sometimes this is like purely like science driven, right? But it's still a lot more difficult than it looks. And yeah. thankfully for everyone involved, it's not Connor and I like batching it up. It's actual professionals <laughs> behind it. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, it's good that you're in the places that you both are because clearly you're very successful in that. And you know, with like Carly mentioned, the two businesses that you both have done already and sold, it gives you all of that extra experience. And I think that's why Waterboy has probably been able to have the success that it already has. And what I wanted to ask you is, you know, what platforms do you find help drive that success? What do you think has really made you like be able to jump in front of you know, some of those other bigger businesses in hydration. I know that you're still, I I mean, how many years has it been since you founded and launched? Um, It's been been about two years. Yeah. A little less than two years since we've officially been selling products, but we've been working on it for more than two. Right. And I'm sure that there's so many, there were so many hours and days and months and years going into that, you know, production of it. And then when you launch, you're still technically a pretty green company like you Mm -hmm. you have already i feel like made yourself a name in the hydration brand like you're being sold fitness and wellness yeah i mean in general when you go to amazon and type it in i was doing some research before you guys were coming on you pop right up when you, you know you type in a lot of your competitors and i think that it's so cool because a lot of our listeners were dming us before you both came on and they were like I love water boy. Like I used to drink liquid IV. I used to do those noon tablets and they were like, I think water boy has the best flavors, but also that sugar content for a lot of our listeners were the, were, you know, the make or break. They were like, I don't want, like you said, Mike, to ingest all of this when I'm trying to recover from something, whether it's a workout or a night out, because one, I'd rather have like a freaking donut or something, but in two, it, it gives them a headache or it doesn't make them feel so good. Uh, so I think, you know, there's a lot to be said with all of the intention that you put behind your product. You can tell when you taste it and when also you recover. I mean, I know Waterboy has helped my hangovers times a thousand compared Same. to uh, Liquid IV. But yeah, so what platforms are the most successful for you? Would you say it's Instagram, TikTok? I feel like 
if you're to look at some of like where we're the most active too, that would give you the answer. But yeah. we leaned, we leaned a little bit more heavy in TikTok first. Uh, I want to say we started making TikToks in February of 2021. The product technically launched in June of 2021. So we kept, uh, People followed along the journey before we ever launched. We were supposed to be a can originally, then moved on to a powder stick. Oh. Um, so, like, we built interest in the community before we launched the product. And a lot of it was, hey, let's just put out there what we're actually working on. I don't think there was too much of a strategy on, like, we need to post X amount of times a week. We need to show, like, XYZ side of the business. It was just, like, whatever felt natural to us. We'd record the video right then and there and just post it. Love it. And then, so, I feel like we've leaned into TikTok organic quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, it gets you so far and then you realize that like go further you eventually you need to introduce ads through like meta you have to do things that are a little bit more systems and processes absolutely um, yes but the thing the thing i would add to it to just give a little more background on the tiktok part we we both put money into the business but we actually never even had to touch it because of how successful tiktok was for us initially wow we did still and sold out but i, I think if you look at all the other hydration companies and fitness companies, you have no idea who like, I mean, maybe outside of a handful, you have no idea who, who's the founder, who works there. You're so right. It's every like photo that's posted or video that's posted is an ad. Like if you go to liquid IV, every video on there is just an ad selling the product. If you go to our page, which maybe we should do more ads, I don't know, <laughs> no, but no. it's mostly just like random funny stuff, almost as if you're watching the office. Yes. Your content reminds me of like bird dogs. Oh yeah. Content. Do you guys know bird dogs? Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's like a very unique thing nowadays to see that. And there's obviously some companies in other industries and like spaces on TikTok that have done a really good job. And I think we've been able to carve out a really good spot for ourselves on TikTok. I think outside of like prime, we're probably the most followed on TikTok by by a lot oh yeah. for sure we started it it was just like I, instead of hey we're water boy and we sell this hydration product how can we almost be like a content creator and lead with that and obviously like we have a great product we put a lot of you know energy and time into making that but we want to like we want people to have fun and like be entertained when they come to our our pages and also enjoy the product too and like enjoy that in a fun setting so even though there wasn't really a whole like lot of strategy to it, I think every video that we've made kind of all leads into this larger story that we're trying to tell. Yeah. And if like... you look at another brand, there's just no story at all. Um, but storytelling is like that's that's what sells now. Yeah, know? it feel it feels truly authentic and like we get to know who you are and who you are as like the brand, the faces behind the brand. What is a typical like day to day look like for you? Is it more on like the marketing side, more on the operations side? How big is your team? So like when you wake up in the morning, like what what's your like routine? And you guys can take it one yeah. at a time. I'm trying to wake up a little earlier and work out in the morning. So I do that. Love it. Love. I feel like it starts my day. And then can I ask what you like to do for a workout? Um, well, I have a trainer right now. So we're doing like a variety of different things. Love it. Doing a lot of like sled pushes and pulls oh. and more like power and speed stuff, which I I like. Yeah, it's it's been fun. You like the sled pushes? I do. I do. Good for you. Yeah. All the power to you. I love sled pushes and the assault 
Like we've been doing a lot of that oh stuff. My, what? That is, <laughs> I think, the, the most unpopular opinion ever. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit weird with, with those things. But <laughs> sorry, no, no hate or shade. No, no hate or no shade. hate. But like any of our clients, they're gonna listen to this and be like, so. I still hate the assault bike. Please don't make me do it. (laughs) Oh, the assault bike is so good. It's so good. So good for you. Yeah. I can't personally say that I like it too, but you, you do you Connor. (laughs) Um, but then I work out, go home. We usually all get into work around like nine, between nine 30 and 10, I would say. And then that's kind of where the day starts. I, what I was saying before is if you asked us like a year and a half ago, what our day-to-day looks like at work, it's like all over the place. Um, just cause we didn't have any employees at the time. It was just the two of us Yeah, almost trying to figure it out and navigate it. Absolutely. Now that we have three people that work here outside of us. And then there's like other people on the side and like production facilities, packaging, branding, like all of those people. So it's a lot more stuff to manage and we're all kind of like bucketed into different things. I would say Mike and I wear a lot of different hats though throughout the day where kind of randomly working on different stuff. Yesterday, Mike kind of like put out a fire with our packaging facility because they printed the wrong color on all on like Yikes. 20 plus pouches. So oh. uh, <laughs> that was an issue because we're like out of stock of a lot of flavors right now. So like we needed that. Yeah. But that was like something that he worked on yesterday. But yeah, usually we like, we do a wide variety of different things. And then I think for us now too, we're just trying to put more structure in place to where everyone knows exactly what they're working on throughout the day and like who's talking to who on certain stuff and all of that, just so we can be like more flexible and I guess more efficient with our work. Cause a lot of times we don't necessarily, or like before just didn't necessarily like know what, needed to be done throughout the day and who was responsible for that. Yeah. And things would just get left unfinished, you know? So I think we're just trying to put people in charge of specific things to almost have more like accountability there. And then those people kind of direct those tasks, but we probably stay here until five 30 now, I would say. Yeah. And then I go home and just crank down a bunch of food and watch some Netflix. Love it. Okay. And Mike, we're going to ask you the same question, but like, do you watch New Girl? Is that something that we like? I, I already ran through all the New Girl, you know. Okay, good. It's going yeah. off Netflix. Yeah. Is it? Where yeah. is it going? Hulu, thankfully. Is it? Don't worry. Okay. It's going on Hulu. <laughs> and then who's your favorite character on New Girl? Uh, Schmidt. Okay, great. Yes, okay, the good. best. Perfect. Awesome. All right. <laughs> great. Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Mike. Mike, what does your day-to-day look like? I know. Work. It's probably the same. Similar. At work. Yeah, like uh yeah, I mean I'll say my like tasks sometimes vary depending on what's what's going on that week, but there is like an overall category. I'd probably say similar obviously time we get in and get out. I usually I, I can't do my workouts in the morning as much as I would love to. Yeah. Because I have a hard time falling asleep at a reasonable time. Oh, you're a night owl. I, I don't want to be, but there's times where ideas come like yesterday, and I, I will text myself. Like I've like the, te- the person I probably text the most in my phone book is myself, which that sounds. <laughs> cool. But like to me, it's almost like writing an iPhone note. Absolutely. I know if I text, it'll be at the top. So I just text myself random ideas. Smart so, times where I even have like a script for an ad or something, and then it, I'm literally texting myself the entire like script start to finish. Oh, for I, sure. Like I am. Um, I I try not to do that that much, and if I need to decompress, I uh, probably put on an episode of the office just to get distracted the office so who's your favorite character in the office 
I have I I, I do love Dwight. I, I think Creed <laughs> Creed is a, like Michael. Obviously, everyone loves, and then Creed is like a really good. Creed is great. He is so <laughs> low key, and he has the funniest yeah. one liners. His one liners are like scary sometimes. <laughs> no, I am an office stand. I watch it every night. Yep. I mean, yeah, I've probably watched it through a couple times. But our team, I guess, at a hierarchy, I'd say uh, we have. We have a guy named Ott. He does all the video recording, the editing. Kiara more more or less handles all the customer service, some of the logistics. Uh, Chloe helps with a lot of the performance creative, some of the branding work. And then typically right now, I'm like the other day, I was having to deal with production and packaging. But it's yeah. usually more of production, Amazon, uh, and then like our media buying for meta and like our website stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so, wow. I was going to ask, are you both more opposite or more um, like in sync with each other? Like is one more type A, one more type B? Because like, for example, Maddie and I are pretty opposite owning a business <laughs> together and it works because we're sisters and like anything that we need to get on, like we hash our shit out right away because we can just kind of say like, hey, you fucked up and move along. Um, it's usually fine, <laughs> usually, but you know, it, it usually but resolves itself. I'm just curious what your dynamic is as business partners and like, if it, you're like have the same thought at the same time or if like one of you can't shut your brain off, the other one can fully relax. You know what I mean? Type of thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel like at times we're probably the same and at times we're probably different. I think at least in terms of like whenever we have disagreed on something, I think both of us are very willing to like try different things and give different things a go. So anything that we have disagreed on, whether it was like, Hey, sh- to try, you know, this new ad or this new video or something or whatever it is. I think we're both just willing to like do it, even if one person might not be like 100% on board. Love it. Yeah. So I feel like we're able to come to resolutions fairly quickly on if we want to like try and do something. Because I know there have been things that we've like disagreed on before, but it hasn't become an issue, you know? That's so good. I mean, I think... You know, that creates a really strong foundation for a business as well. If you're able to, you know, have an open mind with each other, that kind of allows you to find success because sometimes something might work or it might not. But if you're willing to try it all, then I think your success rate just continues to go up, which is amazing. Um, You know, I think a big thing with business, as you both are probably super aware of, is growth. Um, how, you know, what is your one year, five year goal? What does that look like for Waterboy? You know, all of the hydration and all those other businesses are like, all right, alcoholic seltzers. But like, you know, what is for you? What's that one year and five year goal for both of you or for Waterboy? I don't know. I mean, obviously there's some loose like numbers and benchmarks I have in my head of what success would look like a year, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Sure. I'm not necessarily as forward thinking just because there's so much happening right now that we need to like deal with. To me, it's more so I think one of the hardest parts and probably most business and entrepreneurs is just the ability to focus and probably say no to most things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for saying yes to this. I appreciate I know. it. Thank you. <laughs> I, I don't mean that in a like no, that I know way. what you mean. <laughs> Just kidding. It's like more so with like everything, even marketing, right? Like everyone wants to do everything at once. Like, oh, should we have an affiliate program? Should we have an ambassador program? Should we do influencer marketing? Should we be on Meta, Google AdWords, YouTube? Like everyone wants to do everything at once. So it's really, we're going to figure out one thing we're good at and keep doing it until until we hit 
like a threshold where we've capped it out and then we'll move on to the next like thing that we think is second best. Yeah. Uh, so it's really like stay, like saying no to retail, you know, like yeah. we could easily say, let's go in retail, let's be in places. But if we're selling everything right now online at full margin, it, it, why would I necessarily distract the team and spread, spread us thin to be like in certain like mom and pop stores just so my friends could see it. And I could say, oh, yes, I am in retail. So yeah, uh, there's self-reflection that goes in that too, right? Like what is driving the growth? Where should we focus? What is like an ego boost? I was going to say, yeah, not getting your ego too much into it and just focusing on the now. And then like even even taking other people's opinions and deciding what to do with them, right? Because everyone's going to have an opinion on how we should market the product. Um, everyone ranging from like my personal family to friends of like, oh, hey, you should like lean into this. Yeah. Like everyone's going to So if you, if you do what everyone else wants, you're going to just dilute yourself to just be like average across the board. Oh, really. for sure. So, I mean, I can really appreciate that answer because I think, you know, we've had other businesses on our podcast and it it's it's true. There's sometimes you look ahead and you're like, I have this five-year goal, this one-year goal. And it almost is a distraction, right, from the now, like you said, really focusing on how can I make my business successful in this moment? How can I make sure that I'm continuously selling out, which you you are, which is amazing. It's amazing. It's um, huge. But I can imagine that's pretty stressful too. So you have to stay on top of it, you know, with that production you know, mishap, you're like, okay, well, we're sold out right now. We got to keep things moving so we can get our product to our customers and continue growing just, you know, in the sense of let's make more product sell out more times. I would say it's the goals are more so broader goals. Like, like how do we make our product better? And there's better in formulation and there's better in taste. And that's not like a, we need to make it better by X date. That's a process that like every iteration, there's never an end. There's never no. like, oh, this is final like on strawberry lemonade we, we've probably tried like hundreds of versions and iterations and and knowing that there's never like an end goal with certain processes is just flush and repeat <laughs> yeah. yeah and then with certain other processes maybe there is an end goal of like how do we scale supply to make 10 million sticks right for this how do we get to 20 do we need to have other facilities involved so yeah i think it's just having broader goals rather than more of like timeline goals of Year two, I want to do X amount. Year three, I want to do Y amount. Yeah. No, I think that's... I can appreciate that for sure. I'm sure you hear a lot of opinions. We always joke our parents are our biggest critics. Or, you know, they love to give the advice like, oh, I really think you should do this with the podcast. And then I'm like, you also text us after every episode saying we swear too much. So, like, yeah. you know... And we still have listeners. So, thank I, you. Yeah, we're fine. It's good. I was going to ask... Is there going to be a water girl? Oh. The, <laughs> I, I, the answer to that is not sure. I mean, not, most, or not most, a, a decent amount of her. So that was a risk, right? Originally, when we named the product Waterboy, that was at a time where Mr. Potato had got canceled and we're coming out with a product named Waterboy. And we're <laughs> I like, know, were you like, shit? <laughs> oh no, I just more thought like, like of another product. Or will people get that this is just like a friendly, fun character? Yeah. It, it's like making any gender claims. And then uh, most of our audience on social media, I'd probably say 65, 70% is actually female. And then on the buying side, it's maybe closer to like 55, 60%. Hey, yeah. that's so amazing. Like, that's no, a great I meant more like, oh, like uh, introduce like a water girl 
product to like be with the water boy. I don't know. Carly, <laughs> here's my opinion. No, I'm just kidding. It's definitely stuff that we've thought about. I mean, there's so many different products that we can make, especially that maybe lean more towards like the female side. Yeah. yeah. So it's definitely things that we've had in the back of our mind that we've thought of. So we'll we'll see. <laughs> Carly, yeah. you're like I didn't mean to like, ask. I didn't mean to stress you like, out. Don't that was just cancel a joke. Us. <laughs> I, no, no, <laughs> no, no cancellations. Not on this podcast. No, I think Waterboy is the raindrop, right? That's he, he's a yeah, cute, yeah. adorable raindrop. And I also, I mean, I when I heard Waterboy at first, I thought of like the movie Waterboy and like how like Waterboys are like the helpers, the liquid hydration helpers. And so that's what yeah. it relates back to. It makes sense. I was just kidding. I was do like, not, don't hate me, you do guys. Don't me. be mad. <laughs> Connor, can I ask you a question that has nothing to do with Waterboy? Let's hear it. I, I'm curious about like how the behind the scenes was with Bachelorette. I pr- prior to this podcast, <laughs> I found out that Connor was on the Bachelorette, and I just I didn't know because I don't actually Carly watch doesn't it. watch it. Um, but I just am curious. Like, do they really? I guess he might have signed. Didn't you have to sign something? Oh, I'm good. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. I was just wondering <laughs> if they really like make your character, like make you a character on the show and like cut and paste, like where, what they want you to say instead of like you being authentically yourself. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the main, the top question I've gotten since I've been off of it is just like, is it real? And I would say it's like, it's definitely real. Mm-hmm, like everything yeah. they say and do on there is, like, is that's you? what's, so it's interesting a lot of times when people say like oh you know they edited me edited me to look a different way or like that was taken out of context like well maybe but like you still said it you still (laughs) did it yeah well that's why i was wondering i to me in my opinion i think everyone on my season was portrayed very accurately what was that guy that everyone hated uh luke p yes oh thank you you're right yep (laughs) yeah yeah and i i would say though like they probably pick one personality trait and like really lean into it with how you're edited. So basically no one heard me speak the whole season. It was just like these little <laughs> that I did. One of which was writing these like sticky notes to Hannah when she was sick. And yes. that became my thing. I was like the sticky note guy. So, <laughs> you know, it, it is interesting how it's edited and they yeah. definitely like build certain people up with their edits and like tear certain people down. But yeah. at the end of the day, like, those are personality characteristics of those people. And yeah, you're, you're like thrown into situations and how you react is very like organic and genuine to like how you would actually react, but they do kind of create awkward, weird situations. So you have these more like extreme uh, reactions to it. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. totally. I, yeah. Carly's I was asking this question as if she's ever watched an episode. No, I, well, I honestly, I think I actually might've watched because I remember Luke P one or two episodes of that season. However, I just watched the perfect match like that Netflix show and they made Francesca to be the villain. And I like saw her on the last one and I was like, wow, like they really highlighted like her in a negative way. So that's the only reason why I was wondering. Yeah. I will say I, I take a different, approach to those shows though even like bachelor in paradise because all of those people have been on reality tv before so like, yeah. you know what you're signing up for and yeah. if anything and i i don't know francesca or know what she's like at all but i feel like she maybe leaned into that a little bit because you know that if you act a certain way you're going to be on the camera more for sure and you're going 
Yeah. So she, I heard she was marketing her bikinis, which I was also wondering if you had Waterboy before you went on, but now, now I know that you didn't. So no, no, I didn't. That would have been awesome if you did. What up? What up? (laughs) That would have been dope. But hey, I mean, I think it's just, you know, it's not often that you meet people that, you know, have a lot of success and have, you know, Ben, you, you both had a TikTok following prior to Waterboy. Yeah. Um, I guess I did. Mike, Mike's came during. Oh, <laughs> did it? Hey, oh, Mike. Yeah. Hell yeah. I think I'm pretty sure yeah, I yeah. followed you before. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, I, what I do know is the <laughs> first TikTok I made for Waterboy, I was like in between getting my mail from my house and I was like, Oh, I'm in my car. Let me tell people what I'm working on. I was like, probably no one will see this. And I was like, it's a little cringy and awkward to me. If uh, Hopefully my friends don't see it. And if they do, like, hopefully it's doing well. Because it's a little bit uncomfortable to put yourself out there, especially if you're like, I'm, I'm a weirdo in my car talking to my phone. Yeah, as if, I mean, like, I know who I'm talking to. And I don't know who's on the other receiving end. Yeah. But I knew that, okay, I'm just going to at least tell my story. If And fortunate, a lot of people gave me that validation from their first video. And it kept me going. Had they not. Had the first couple flopped, I don't know. Maybe I would have approached it a, a little differently. Hey, no. I mean, I think people can tell that both of you are super authentic and we can really appreciate that because authenticity is so important for us through this podcast and also just, you know, highlighting those brands that are humble and hardworking and they're not going to, you know, put a face on for success. They're like, this is who we are. We're going to be who we're authentically meant to be. And we want that to be the driver of our success for our business and for, you know, our brand. And like, so thank you for being authentic human beings and, you know, just overall good people (laughs) that have a good brand because, you know, like you said, with like a lot of bigger brands, sometimes who like who is the C- CEO of like Liquid IV? I have no friggin' idea. And <laughs> and like that's the thing. Doesn't See, matter. No, it we doesn't. Got water boy. But like seeing the faces behind the the brand and the packaging and the story makes you want to buy it and yes. makes you want to support it. So thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah. It really it it is so cool to be able to sit down with fellow entrepreneurs and just be able to like dive into your story and everything. And I really, it makes me more excited to like educate people on the brand whenever I'm like drinking with them and et cetera. I mean, I carry in our gym. We have like a we little hydration gym, station yeah. and I, I carry in I, our mason jars. I love it. I love it. Amazing. Actually on, on the random thoughts thing before, before we finish, there was one random thought I had. Yeah. Do you guys wear socks to bed? Socks. So sometimes like, if I'm like, socks? Well, I mean, we're in Boston and it gets really cold here. So yeah. sometimes if I'm like in a really freezing mood before bed, I'll go with them on. But I'm always take them off. I found out yesterday that Mike wears socks to bed. No, Whoa. You're, you're, Mike? I think that's like uh, serial know, killer vibes. Or- it's, it's like an ick. I'm, <laughs> I, yeah. I don't. I don't know why uh, my my choice in socks really impacts. Uh, Connor's attraction towards me, but I digress. Uh, I usually, I would say I wear socks maybe 10, 15% of the time. If there's an off night, I'm cold. I wouldn't say that's my default mode. I like, no, he's, I think he's underselling it. No, no. Yeah. So wait, I just need to know, Connor, how did you find this out? And <laughs> how did I? I, I see him wear socks to bed. Were you like, <laughs> hey, what's up? It's time to get up. <laughs> No, we, we're we're making Waterboy socks. Oh, um, cute! 
and Cute. we did like a little challenge yesterday amongst the team of like coming up with a design for like the label and i think it just came up in conversation i i think chloe <laughs> wears socks to bed too actually we found that out chloe, chloe. what the heck <laughs> she says she occasionally yeah. wears socks well that's i you know it's i i don't know it's either like it's kind of like black or white to me either you wear them or you don't so yeah. if you wear them one night of the year you wear socks to bed <laughs> period <laughs> I think Connor's trying to make this a thing, but really it's the time, it I, is. The time <laughs> where it talks to bed or the times I just like forget. I'm not like, oh my God, I'm not like step one of getting into bed. Let me just <laughs> off. Let me, like, like I, I don't have like, a four step get to bed routine. So if I forget to take them off because don't whatever you I'm sweat, doing, though? my AC is permanently set on 65 and it does we not love move. that. Okay. Okay. Well, I can respect okay. That. On the same level, and this is this has been a major argument and point of contention on our podcast. Do you use a top sheet? Top sheet, like a sheet, sheet under the comforter. Under the comforter. Oh, oh, I. So sometimes. no. <laughs> if you don't know what it is. I, I, I use it, but then when it gets dirty and I need to wash it, then in that interim period, I don't have a backup sheet. Oh, right? Mike, oh. you don't have so, two. I do, I do, I do own four pillows. If, if you know, if we want to, if we want to brag. Okay, I, I okay, four. more than one. We love that. I, <laughs> Mike, do you live alone? I do live alone. Okay, so that honestly, that's amazing, Connor. I know you live with your girlfriend, so <laughs> you have like fifteen pillows. If you're wondering, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like. <laughs> like <laughs> I feel like she definitely has the creative control, right? Um. Yes, but I, <laughs> that's I, a nice way of I, saying I, I where's say the pants. some creative control, though, or else the whole place would be pink. So I feel True. like I've um, you get veto rights. Yes, I, I, yeah, yeah. But like I'm not coming up with the ideas, but I'm, you know, you have a final. voice in it. You're like yes or no, but yeah, like yeah. okay, you, Mike, but, I am impressed though that you do sometimes wear wear use a top sheet four pillows that's huge and living alone when i yeah. started dating my boyfriend he had like i think one pillow i was like so what okay <laughs> all right cool you know, I, I make my bed I, I think in college in college i would do my in college i would do my laundry set it on my bed to fold it away i would go out with friends come back home drunk and just throw my clothes on the ground and then i would live around it and then there was a point in my life where i lived with a girl so i was like i, I can't behave like this because Similar to wearing socks, apparently this is going to be an ex. So I, I, have to, I have to figure it out. And then I decided, you know, it takes me the same amount of effort to fold my clothes right when it's done than later. Yes. So I might as well. So I've, I've you know, I've, uh, I've evolved. I love that. So but wait, like, make sure if you do bring a girl back to take the socks off before bed. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> No We're just, Connor's just looking out for you. Yeah, Connor's like, just <laughs> don't do it, man. But Connor, did you say you guys use a top sheet, right? Jenna probably makes you use a top sheet. Yeah, I think there's yeah, I think there's a top sheet on there. He's like, I've never noticed. See, I've been living with my boyfriend for two and a half years, and I was like, This is foul. We're using a top sheet, and now we don't use one. And he well, does won. The comforter have a, does the comforter have a duvet? duvet? Oh no, no, no. I wash the comforter weekly. I, I have to launder our entire comforter weekly. Oh, like I, the whole comforter. Oh, and I, we live in a tiny ass apartment with this awful washer and I have to lug it to the, wa yeah, the whole ass comforter. 
obsessive, you know? No, it totally is. And like the perfect solution to that would be a top sheet. So I really hope my boyfriend's listening, but he doesn't actually listen to my podcast, which is another point. Supportive King. (laughs) Actually on that, what's his reasoning for not listening? Wait, do you listen to Janice? Well, the reason I ask is because no, I don't. Wow. My my thing is I, I get the real Jenna every day. You know, oh my so God. I feel like I get a live podcast every time I'm with wow. her. So wow. I think you and my boyfriend Nick would really have some bonding moments. <laughs> you know Does he say that? Always. I'm like, so why don't you he's support like, I, me? He's like, I don't need to listen he's to your like, voice Maddie, anymore. <laughs> I listen to your voice all the time, every day. He's like, and I think the live you is better than the recorded you. I'm like, don't make this a like, I'm a king vibe. <laughs> I guess how how do you feel about that? Do you do you accept that answer? <laughs> He's like trying to like. So should are I you gonna listening? press? Like you gonna fast forward and then be like, "Hey Jenna, so um, we went on this girl's podcast, and I just want you to listen to what <laughs> she has to say." Okay, I was hate I hated it at first. I was like, "Why don't you support me?" Because like this is when we had probably like ten listeners at first. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Why aren't you one of 10? Um, Now we have like a hundred and ten episodes. And, and like, over like 65,000 downloads. So I'm like, if you're like, not one of them, that's okay. And I will say, I don't know. I haven't listened to Jenna. I've listened to Jenna's podcast a couple of times and she hasn't talked shit about you, but like, it's a great platform for me to like rip apart Nick's habits and be like, <laughs> he doesn't fucking take up the trash. Like, <laughs> and he has no idea. So like, I'm actually okay with it. Cause now it's like a, a time where I can just, you know, I, I, I love some of it came out just now, you know, that he apparently doesn't take out the trash. Now, yeah, now is your actually uh, he does take out the trash, but he hasn't proposed yet. So, like, that's the thing that I think that like <laughs> he doesn't listen to it probably for that reason. But yeah, I you know what you can say say you know what it's okay. I'm fine with it. So show this to Jenna. So if she's mad at you, yeah, yeah, I, I think she probably felt similar at first. Like it was almost me not supporting. Yeah, but. I don't think that was my intention. I think it was more so like, I don't really listen to any podcasts yeah. already. Neither do know? I. Yeah. And then, I, I don't know. I, I feel <laughs> like I, I enjoy hearing more about it from her than like listening to an hour episode. Right. Well, I mean, why would you want to listen to it when you sit down at dinner and you're like, tell yeah. me about the podcast you you recorded today? But I'm sure she probably sometimes comes back to you and like, you should just really listen to it because it's probably <laughs> better if you do. Right. Yeah. 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 It's okay. Hey, it's you okay. know what? You know what? Just you already live together, so it's fine. And Carly's yeah, boyfriend exactly. doesn't listen to her podcast, our podcast either. No, so. he doesn't. I, well, I, I feel I feel better about it, Ben. You know, I'm not I'm not alone. No, he, he doesn't. But he does a thing where every night, like, so how's the podcast today? See, and I was like, I'm. You can listen. I don't I'm think, not going to talk about. See, I don't think Nick even like. I, I don't think Nick even knows when we record. But he will know today. He does know you guys are coming on because he'll like, probably I, listen to this yeah, one. Oh, he so because will. he's our manager. F- on our, he's the our, reason why why we started caring, Waterboy, because he reached out to your PR team on my behalf without me knowing yeah. and got it sent to us. So I guess something he's doing works. <laughs> so, well, thank you once again so much for coming on. You two are amazing and we're so excited. And I do work at Solid Core. Uh, so if you ever do decide you want to do retail and you want to try to get in with the solid cores around the country, let me know and I can uh, help you out and try to get you in there. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big solid core fan. The uh, the arms and abs class. Are so. you really? 
I mean, I can't say I go like all the time. Connor, I mean, I'm, I'm just wondering, I'm, do you just hand, do you like pain? Like, because I, I feel like you like solid core, the most painful class <laughs> on the planet. You like the assault bike and you like sleds. He likes torture. He's like, just throw me into a fire. What? Yeah, he uh, likes being punished. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> however you want. <laughs> Character, it's good character building. No, Maybe we yeah. can even edit some. <laughs> <laughs> can we get the editor just <laughs> right when I say that he likes to be punished? Maybe we can just edit some. Yes, you know, yes, absolutely. Leather, yeah, leather. <laughs> well, if you if you ever come to Boston, I would be happy to have you too in a solid core class. Amazing. I'll Amazing. probably just like lay right flat. next to Fenway Park, right next to the Red Sox. Oh. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a vibe. It's if you a good guys time. are ever in Boston, you always have a place here in this podcast studio, and we'd love to have you in person. So, thank okay. you again. You guys are awesome, and just let us know where you can find. Like, we our listeners can find you. Is it waterboy.com? Yeah, yes. waterboy.com, and on social media, it's at waterboycan. Amazing. Well, thank you again. You guys are awesome, and baby cakes. Have a good week. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.